We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Talk Recorded live. This is the um, Magical Life Manifesting Club Q&A. Um, first one for meditation. Um, and I have a list of some meditation tips. Um, I found some on the internet, and I kind of have some of my own. And I don't know how much meditation everybody's done. And I know some people, like, cringe at the thought of meditating. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, because there are so many ways to meditate besides just sitting in that lotus position with, you know, your hands in Om Mudra. There's, that's just like the classic picture that you get. But for me, meditation is just taking that time to be to to focus more inward and get quiet and and you know a lot of it's focusing inward. But then there are like the moving meditations or the eating meditation where it's just really really being present to what is here. And for me, I find that doing that those practices just it seems like everything else flows better. And I can't necessarily say why, but I just know that when I do that, when I do my meditation, my day goes better. And when I practice it on a regular basis, things still happen, but they seem like they're easier to deal with. That's my take. Debbie, how much meditating have you done in the past? Is that something that's been a practice of yours? or It's something that I always made resolutions to do but never kept up with. But um, <laughs> I find, because I always try to be a perfectionist and, and just do too much, but I find if I just take a few minutes to watch a candle or look at a picture or just breathe, I'll do that. And it, it makes me feel refreshed and not so much stressed during the day. So I'm I'm getting better at having a practice. And, you know, I just thought before I had to sit in that lotus position for 30 mm-hmm. minutes and, you know, I just made it too hard. Yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of people do. They want they start out and think they have to do that traditional kind of meditation, um, either in order to get results or just for it to be actually meditating. And then that's it's a hard thing to do. And that's one of the first tips is just you know even if you do it for two minutes, um, starting out is fine. Um, you know, like I think I've for probably the past five or six years at least, I've been pretty steady on my meditation practice. I started meditating back when I was in high school and college, but, you know, it was something that I would do for three or four months and then not do for, you know, and it was kind of like I take my vitamins. (laughs) I do really well for a while, get in a habit, and then get out of the habit, and I would kind of go back and forth with that. Um, But for probably the five or six, five or six past years, I've been really doing some form of meditation pretty much every day. It's kind of like a habit. Um, I guess it is a habit, but I don't necessarily do a long meditation. Um, 
you know, a lot of times it's like three to five minutes and it still makes a big change. Recently, I've been wanting to do longer ones. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was wondering if it's something you should try to build up to 10 or 20 minutes or just do what you think you need. I think just do what you think you need um, if you kind of follow your intuition because, you know, I I was doing, and I usually do a morning and a night, um, like when I first get up in the morning, and sometimes it just depends. If I have a hurried morning, I won't really do it when I first get up, but I'll do it once the kids are all settled and everybody's in their places. Um, And I usually every evening... um, a lot of times I get in the bathtub and meditate in the bathtub because I'm kind of drawn to water and it's uh-huh. so soothing. So I'll either just be in there quiet or put on meditation meditation music in there. But, you know, it, I, I've had years and years where I've just done four or five minutes and I usually do it twice a day, but sometimes one or the other might get missed and I still had a great um, result from that. Okay. So... I, I feel like if it feels good to you, then do it. But if it feels stressful, then I would back it up, you know? Yeah. I think before I've meditated in the past, but just didn't call it that. Like um, when I first get up in the morning and be totally awake, instead of just jumping out of bed, I would lay there for a couple minutes and not even really thinking about anything, just mm-hmm. deep breathing and getting ready to start the day and not, you know, not planning anything or praying, but just a, kind of a blank mind. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of one of the best meditations. And um, I don't know, like when Leonie Dawson was talking, I did the interview where she was like, the, the most important minutes of the day with your kids were like the first three in the morning and the first three in the evening. And then she also was saying, when you get home from school, but I think for us, just as people in our own minds, those last, those first minutes in the morning and the last minutes of the day, because in the first minutes in the morning, you're kind of setting that tone. And if you, like, let your brain jump off into everything you've got to do that day before you give it a chance to focus on how you want to experience that day and set your intentions, then sometimes it's hard to come back to that. And then, you know, the last minutes before you're going to bed at night, all those last thoughts that are going in your brain before you go to sleep, I think are the ones that are going to stay with you all night in your subconscious. And so um, it's definitely you want it to be focusing on something positive rather than negative. Yeah, I need to get my husband to stop watching Spartacus late at night because that's so violent (laughs) that I go to bed. It's (laughs) not good. I've, I've I've been in that situation, too. My husband likes to watch TV at night, and um, that's one of the reasons why I started, like, I just shut, I lock myself in the bathroom, <laughs> and then sometimes when I come out, the TV's already off, or I, um, sometimes I'll put in headphones, and he'll be like, why do you have one headphones? I'm like, because I don't want to watch that right before I go to bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> my brain. <laughs> but I try not to um, push my stuff on him too much, so... Yeah. Trying to just come up with the happy medium. Um, but let's see. That, so that was one was to, to do a short meditation. Another one is to do it first thing in the morning, which we've already kind of talked about. Um, because then you don't forget about doing it. It's done and you're in a nice, 
frame of mind for the rest of the day. Um, and then the other one, don't get caught up in how and just do it. So, you don't, you know, um, if you're sitting in a comfortable chair or if you're even lying in bed before you get up doing it, I think it doesn't really matter what kind of position you're in unless you find a certain position helps you um, settle in to, you know, a calm mind. Right. So um, another thing is to just kind of check in with how you're feeling and how your body's feeling um, and let those feelings be there. Because if you're feeling tired or anxious or worried, trying to resist those feelings just kind of makes them stay stuck. (laughs) So if you can, if you the thing that I always practice is trying to um, feel the sensation of those feelings in my body as much as I can and as much as possible let go of the story that I'm telling that's bringing about the feeling. And that mm-hmm. seems to be the easiest way to shift. I think another kind of meditation I've always done is if I'm really stressed, I will try to, if I can, take a few minutes and I just picture myself laying on the beach and listening to the ocean and feeling the sun mm-hmm. on my body. I kind of do a little story. Yeah. Go, back. Go, go to your happy place. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's one that I've uh, done with my kids just to like, like, where's your favorite place in the whole world to be and let's go there now. And, um, yeah, that's that's a good one to do. Um, and another one, don't worry about doing it wrong. Um, basically, you're doing it for yourself. You don't have to do it um, the way Buddhist monks do it. You just do it, do what works for you. So that's that. Don't Don't put perfectionism on you and say, oh, if I didn't do it for this many minutes or in this position or if my brain didn't go totally still, it, it, I didn't achieve what I was trying to achieve. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that goes along with that is don't worry too much about clearing your mind because a lot of people think that, like, the goal is just to stop um, all thoughts. And I think that can happen sometimes, but our brains are just going, so it's kind of... I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that we need to to get um, benefit out of meditation. I mean, I do think it helps to just focus your brain on something like the candle flame or, you know, eating and peeling and eating an orange or a picture or an image or something like that to to still the mind a little bit. But as those thoughts go through, if you can just kind of, and that's the practice part, is practicing the, just watching them go by and not getting too hung up on them. And then when you do, don't beat yourself up. Like, if you suddenly realize that you're off making your list of things to do today in your mind, yeah. you're like, okay, okay, that's great. But right now we're going to focus on this candle flame. You know, yeah. so yeah. you just be gentle and be sweet with yourself. Um, 
Great. Because I think the, the biggest resistance I have is like I, I'll be sitting there thinking, I've got so much to do. Why are you sitting here doing nothing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. That's, that is one that that I've had to work on. And I, the, the story that I've been telling myself is like um, when I meditate, I get more done later. Mm. And that has helped me a lot because sometimes I'll be thinking like I need to do water, I need to do this and that and I'm like I know from experience and that's the thing if you keep practicing it you'll know from experience that once you get that done you know not like it's a chore but once you've spent those quiet minutes of meditation everything else just on a lot of days not every day but it seems to flow easier you know it's kind of like I've had situations where I've meditated stuff, I'm like, get a flat tire. But it's like, it just seems like the whole process of getting it fixed and dealing with it doesn't ruffle me like it would. And so it seems easier. And maybe it's pretty much the same, but it feels different. So because it feels different, I experience it differently. If that makes sense. It does. It makes sense. Yeah, I know David, my husband and I, we went to... Las Vegas and when we got there um, our luggage was only one piece of our luggage was there <laughs> and so I was like let me go check and I had like I knew we were traveling so I kind of did an extra long meditation that morning and, and on the plane I kind of went into some meditation because it was quiet and you know mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot interesting to do once, you know, right. able to sleep. So I was like, I went in and like, yep, your luggage is still back in Chicago. I'm like, okay. And just like, <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. Can you, what do I do? And he's like, here's this and we'll deliver your luggage. And it just like, I don't know. I never had that moment of, oh my goodness, right. my luggage is gone. And I won't say that I don't ever have those moments, even when I do meditate. But yeah. But it seems like you get a lot more peaceful moments, and even though things still happen, they're just easier to deal with. When I think it's, I think you change the vibration that you're of your body and kind of the, your emotional set points change, especially after right. you keep meditating on a daily basis. Things don't ruffle you as much, and so it's it's. It feels like everything goes smoother, but maybe it's just easier to find solutions when you're in that kind of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, because if I'm really upset, I cannot think reasonably and logically something that's relatively minor will seem like a bigger deal than it really is. Yeah, yeah. And I know some. I'll have to see if I can find it and put it in the list, but there was a list of um, different kinds of meditators um, and one was the emergency meditator. <laughs> oh, no, everything is horrible. I'm like, I better meditate. And I guess um, the one lady was saying, that's me, me, and I wish I wouldn't be that way because I know if I actually meditated on a daily basis or on an ongoing basis, then I probably wouldn't have to do the emergency meditation <laughs> quite so much. Um, and I know a lot of people like to do in the guided meditations, and I, there's a lot mm-hmm. of different ones. It's so easy to find them on YouTube to 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 follow. 
I like doing those sometimes and doing going on the the journey of what someone's leading you on, but a lot of times I just like a smaller point of focus, like just the candle flame or something. I feel like I get into a deeper meditation in that way. Yeah. But, and I know it's been interesting for me because I used to be one when I'd be meditating and like I'd be in this nice, peaceful place. And then like my kids would be like, mom. And I'd be like, hello, I'm meditating here. <laughs> yeah. That's my peaceful place. And I, I've found that over you, over time, I've gotten to the point where now it's like, um, I feel like I can kind of go in and out of that calm space. I mean, like if somebody bothers me while I'm meditating, it doesn't usually ruffle my feathers. But I used you don't to think snap that was, at them. <laughs> I don't snap at them. I'm just like, okay, yeah, here, let me help you with that, and then go back to meditating. Where before I was like, I've lost the mojo, and I would get <laughs> so upset, and then I was like, hmm, yeah, I don't think that was the point. <laughs> Right. meditating to lose the mojo and get all upset. But um, let me think. So I have this, this, I just put the sixth one up, and I have probably, I have so many different meditations, but I'm probably going to keep it till, to about 12, okay. <laughs> six right. more this month. And maybe I'll add Maybe I'll start adding, like, one different one each month. But I just wanted to put out there that you don't need to do all of them. I'm just really sharing some of the ones that I've had fun with and sharing some of the more, the different ones so that it gives people an overview of all of the different ways that you can meditate and that you don't have to feel like. Because I know some people, like, just sitting still is not going to work for them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have one that I'm going to do here in the next few days, but like um, just a moving meditation or a Kriya meditation, even just like when you're walking. And I know like one lady who's like, my meditation is walking my dogs. And I'm like, that's perfect, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. if you can be fully present doing that um, and, you know, focusing on where you're walking and what you're doing and then that's, that's a perfect meditation um, for a lot of people because I think for some people the sitting still part is just like mm-hmm. not their not their joy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I would like to, and I know you enjoy yoga, so maybe you do this. I would like to incorporate more um, mindfulness in my yoga. I don't know if you actually meditate when you do yoga, but. I've been to a yoga studio before, and I've been at night where they have the candles lit and the essential oils, and it's so peaceful. I think I get more mentally out of it than even physically. Yes, and I think it depends because, like, I went to some yoga classes where it was so and, – and, I mean, I think both are great, but where it was so much more of a physical <laughs> demanding, like, that I could never get into that peaceful moment until, like, the very last corpse pose. <laughs> Yeah, and you were like working so hard, which you know that's that's a good thing to do too. But um, the one that I'm going to share, and I'm not I'm not sure how I'll do the video, but I'll see if I can do it to walk you through. But um, I used to take um, 
from one of my yoga teachers a, a thing called Kriya Yoga, which it's almost kind of like a yoga Tai Chi thing, but it's it's like it's a very meditative form of yoga, and it um, is done in slow motion, very deliberately as a meditation. Um, oh, I think I'd just, like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to record that one. I'm just not sure if I'm going to try to record myself doing it or just walking through the steps, but um, there are, like, once you've done it for a while, there are, like, I remember, like, eight to ten motions, and you kind of walk in a square when you do them. And so some of it's the heel-to-toe walking and the other things. And I think you could probably even come up with your own, but this is the one that the guru um, that she worked with taught. And so it kind of has that thing that lots of people in India are practicing it. So kind of like the Reiki or some of the other um, old um, mantras that have been around, those steps have um, a lot of people that practice them. That's really cool. Can you spell that for me? Yeah. Yeah, it's K-R-I-Y-A, Kriya Yoga. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I haven't done a lot of research on it outside of just going to the class, and she gave me worksheets with the steps and doing it there with her. But So I'm sometimes I find when I, like, Google stuff, sometimes I get different things than what, you know, what I'm taught. Like, some people call may call that something else, but... Um, I'm going to give you guys all the steps that she gave me. And, yeah, I really like it. It's, That's great. And, yeah, and it's a nice one because you get the movement, but you can do it inside. You can do it outside in your backyard, too, or somewhere, as long as you don't mind people wondering what you're doing. If they see right. you. <laughs> yeah, but um, that one's a fun one. I like doing the food one sometimes, and I, I try to do that more and more when I'm eating. <laughs> Just to uh-huh. be, I find that I eat, I don't, I won't say necessarily that I eat less, but I don't overeat if I really focus on tasting and chewing my food when I'm eating. That's great. That for me has been, is one that I'm trying to improve on because I was a school teacher for years, and so we would have such a short amount of time to eat. Mm-hmm. But I got in that bad habit of shoveling, shoveling the food in my face really quickly. And so that's yeah. one that I'm working on changing. Um, trying to think. And then we had the, um, so fire, wind, water, air. And I think those are ones that a lot of people are probably familiar with doing. Um my brain is forgetting the ones that I've already posted. <laughs> I haven't tried the screen one yet. That sounded really interesting. It is interesting, and I wish I knew, and I, I need to see if I can get in contact with the lady that I took the workshop from, mm-hmm. because at the time, it never even occurred to me to ask why I'm doing the stars and the circles and the triangles, but... Um, it works really well for me, so I've stuck with that. But then I've also known other people who've done the screen and kind of like a movie screen and pictured themselves immersed in, you know, whatever it is that they're creating or sitting on the beach or something like that. So both ways. Um, 
are really fun to do. So um, if anybody has any questions about any of the meditations or if you try something and um, questions come up, you can always email me or you can post in the group. Um, and I, this is the last tip that I really liked, which was smile when you're done. <laughs> it says, when you've finished your two minutes or however many minutes, smile, be grateful. You had this time to yourself and you stuck with your commitment and showed yourself that you're trustworthy. Took some time to get to know yourself and make friends with yourself. And that's an amazing two minutes or more of your life. So I think that's pretty cool because, uh, you know, a lot of times we don't think about that spending time with ourselves as um, something that we um, cherish or put a lot of value on just from outside society. So learning to to give that value for time for ourselves is it's good and to um, appreciate all that we do accomplish, even if it's just taking a two-minute meditation. Right. It's a big thing. Um, and I had put that I wanted to for people to be able to check in with their goals. So whether or not you're on the call, if you want to check in with your goals and you want support or accountability, you can post that in a group. I think I did post something about January goals, and I'll post some more. Let's try to post for people to check in. I know you're, are you working on a editing now, a book? Or, uh, no, I finished that. I'm starting a brand new book, which is a little bit challenging for me. It's like the first chapter, I'm still trying to figure things out, so it's a little slow, but I'm trying to be patient with myself, because I, I, I do this every time. And I'll get through it. <laughs> well, well, that's a great, that's actually a good story, I think. You know, I know I do this every time I write a book. I get through it yeah. and and it, go, and it flows from there. So that's a, actually probably a really supportive <laughs> way to talk to yourself about that. Right. The goal that I, yeah. I'm working on is trying to get my Kickstarter ready for the picture book that I've been working on. For quite a while. What, what exactly are you doing? I know it had something to do with families in Afghanistan. Yeah, um, it's a picture book. It's called My Heart is in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And I I think the idea came to me. My husband was in the military, and then he left the military um, before we got married. And then he went. He really wanted, he just felt like this need to be of service when all that started getting crazy. Yeah. So he joined the National Guard, um, and that's when my oldest daughter was um, four. And before, I, right after he joined, I found out that I was pregnant with twins. Oh, <laughs> and so he came to this point where, like, I had just had the twins, and it was time for him to reenlist, and they're like, if you're going to reenlist, we're going to send you to Texas for three months for this training. And my brain knew, if this man was at Texas for three months for training, then he's going somewhere because everybody was going somewhere at that time. Okay. And I was like, no, because <laughs> I'm <laughs> sitting here with, you know, a five-year-old and two twins. And oh, was, my goodness. You know, and, and I was stressed. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think you're supposed to re-enlist. And my husband's a little bit older than me, and so, like, now he – 
after, like, waiting, he's like, I'm too old to do it now. So I've kind of had that guilt thing of he really wanted to be of service, and um, I really wanted him to be with me, with these two babies. Of course you did. And, and, and so I think about the other, a lot of these families that are military families, and they haven't been quite so blessed as us as to have their family members there all the time. And so I really wanted to do something to kind of give back. So my goal is to publish the book, um, which is a story about a, a little girl whose father goes to Afghanistan and then comes back, but, and kind of what she goes through while he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like to give money to um, Folds of Honor, which is a charity that um, gives scholarships to um, children of fallen and disabled soldiers. So I, I kind of felt wonderful. like that, that. That's like, that's my, my uh, fixing my karma on that. Or <laughs> well, I hope you will send me information on it so I, I can help with that. My youngest son served in Afghanistan. So oh, it's kind of a big deal to me. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah, I will, I'll send you, um, especially if you don't mind, I'll send you a copy of the manuscript and you can. Oh, I'd love to read it. It's been through a lot of um, different edits. Um, I had it professionally critiqued several times, and I, I, it's funny because I actually won third, third place in the picture book category in um, the Society of Children's Picture Book Writers and Illustrators contest. In, oh, great. Um, what, I wonder what year it was, 2000. 13 with it, if that tells you how long I've been working on it. Yeah. And, and it's funny because the version now is very different from that version. Yeah. But I finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And um, I have the lady signed on to illustrate it. So my last step is to get the video done. So that's, that's my, one of my big goals in the next couple of weeks is to get that ordered out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to read it. Thank you. Um, so I guess um, I'll just say if anybody has any goals that they want support or accountability and they want us to um, just kind of visualize them succeeding with or give them a reminder to remind them that they're, they're supposed to be working on it, <laughs> they can post that in the group. And um, then we can just maybe send Reiki for a couple of minutes to each other and everybody in the group. And if anybody's listening, you you can still, um, in your mind, come up with something in particular that you want that Reiki directed towards. Sounds good to you. Great. Okay. So we can go ahead and get ready and spend their break you here for a few minutes.
Okay. Um, also, just wanted to put a reminder out there that um, if anybody wants to do the Reiki attunement and hasn't done it, to just send me a message. I'll try to send a, that scheduler thing out again, too. And I finally do have the Reiki certificates ready to email out. <laughs> right. And so I'll be sending those out either today or tomorrow to everybody that's done the attunements. Fantastic. Thank you for being here, Debbie. Thank you. I always enjoy it. All right. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. All right. Bye.